Welcome to Hope for Today, a weekly Bible teaching program that will bring you hope for every day. Hello and welcome. Thanks so much for joining us on Hope for Today. Today, I'd like to encourage you with some feedback we received from our listeners. It was encouraging for us to hear, and we trust it will have the same effect on you. Let's go to India, where we have this story from a university professor. He heard the program on social media. After listening for a few days, he called the producer and inquired about Jesus. I know that Jesus is only a social reformer. How can he be God or Son of God? A man cannot be God. The producer guided him in what the Bible says about Jesus. Now he's found the answers In the scripture, he says, Your programs help me to know Jesus in the true sense. He was right. Normally, man cannot be God. Jesus is the only one who has ever truthfully made this claim, and he gave us the evidence to support it. Again, we thank you for joining us and trust that you have been encouraged by hearing from our listeners. Now, if you can, Open your Bible to Exodus, and let's give our attention to Pastor J. Mark as he shares today's lesson with us. According to Genesis chapter 1, light was the very first thing that God spoke into existence at the creation. We know that darkness was upon the face of the deep, and so God called for light. Let there be light, he said, and as we know, there was light. God made the light to penetrate and to dispel the darkness. And he called the darkness night, and the light he called day. On day four in the creation week, God created the sun, the moon, and the stars. And he set them in the heavens, for days and months, and for seasons and for years. So we can certainly conclude that light is important to God. And it's important to us as human beings and other creation as well because almost every living creature needs light just to survive. We are dependent on light, and without light, we would perish. Since light is so important to man, during his history, he has looked for many ways to lengthen the light of the day. The development of the lamp from a spark, to a flame, to burning oil, to a candle, and eventually to electricity. That progress is shown in museums around the world. Now God knew Israel needed light in the tent of meeting, or the tabernacle, and so he ordered the lampstand. The tabernacle was constructed in such a way that it did not permit any daylight to enter, and so as a result there needed to be some kind of light for that dark interior so that the priests could perform their daily duties. So God designed the lampstand. It seems this light in the tabernacle was to be symbolic of God's glory. It demonstrated his continual presence with his people. What was God's design regarding the lampstand in this area of the tabernacle where there was no daylight? Well, in Exodus chapter 25 and verses 31 to 40, we find the instructions that God gave to Moses for the making of this light. Listen as I read Exodus 25, 31 to 40. And you shall make a candlestick of pure gold, Of beaten work shall the candlestick be made, his shaft and his branches, his bowls 
his buds and his flowers shall be of the same. And six branches shall come out of the sides of it, three branches of the candlestick out of one side, and three branches of the candlestick out of the other side. Three bowls shall be made like almonds, with a bud and a flower in one branch, and three bowls made like almonds in the other branch, with a bud and a flower. So in each of the six branches that come out of the candlestick. And in the candlestick shall be four bowls made like unto almonds, with their buds and their flowers. And there shall be a bud under two branches of the same, and a bud under two branches of the same, and a bud under two branches of the same, according to the six branches that proceed out of the candlestick. The buds and their branches shall be of the same. It shall be one beaten work of pure gold. And you shall make the seven lamps thereof, and they shall light the lamps thereof, that they may give light over against it. And the tongs thereof, and the snuff dishes thereof, shall be of pure gold. Of a talent of pure gold shall he make it, with all these vessels. And look that you make them after their pattern, which was shown to you in the mount. The instructions Moses received contain several details, so the lampstand would give the light as it should, there in the darkness of the tabernacle. The first detail was the branches. I want you to note with me the details of construction that the Lord gave to Moses, the material, the dimensions, and the design. This lampstand was to be made of pure gold, of beaten work, so it wasn't cast, it was beaten or hammered. Imagine the skill and the time it took to craft that piece of furniture. It would have a shaft and branches and buds and blossoms and bowls, all of gold, all of one solid piece. It would have six branches coming out of a stem, three on one side and three on the other. And there was a beautiful symmetry and balance to this lampstand. It was a delightful work of beautiful art. Now I noticed that on each of these branches were three different stages in the process of fruit bearing. You had the buds, the blossoms, and then the mature almonds. The text says that the bowls were shaped like almonds. Now in nature, these stages occur separately, but here on the lampstand, they're all together. To me, that suggests perpetual fruitfulness. As believers, as followers of Christ, our perpetual fruitfulness is only possible through Him, through Christ, the light of the world. Jesus said that if we abide in the vine, then our lives will produce fruit. And so the lampstand is also illustrative of the relationship of this connection between the vine and the branches. Now the only details we have are given in these verses. We can imagine pretty well what it looked like because we have this instruction from the Lord that was given to Moses. It was to have six branches and a shaft that ran up the middle. So it was a seven-branched lampstand diffusing light throughout the darkness of the tabernacle. In Scripture, seven is the number of perfection. This lampstand would give light in that holy place. I can almost see it now in my imagination. It would be a soft light, a warm, glowing light. It wouldn't be harsh, a kind of light that would drive people away. Rather, it would be beautiful, 
and soft and glowing. Light from these seven branches, three on one side, three on the other, and then the center stem, all of it of pure beaten gold. Imagine how that must have glistened and sparkled in that light. It must have been a beautiful sight as the light was burning and reflecting on the gold from which it was made. And then there's another detail. It is the bowls. The direction for the bowls was the second detail. And this was also carefully laid out by God for Moses. The bowls were to be made like almonds, with a bud and a flower in each branch, and three bowls made like almonds on each side with buds and flowers. So the bowls apparently were to hold the supply of oil for the light. The oil was compounded especially for the lampstand, and the recipe for that oil, if we can call it such, is given to us in Exodus chapter 27 and verse 20. The light came from this oil that was in the bowls on the lamp branches, so there in the darkness the light was to shine continually. In John's vision of Jesus Christ in the book of Revelation, he saw Jesus standing in the midst of the seven golden lampstands. Those lampstands represented the seven churches, and they were symbolic of believers being the light of the world, as Jesus said in Matthew chapter 5 and verse 14. You know, I am impressed with God's wish that all of this would be beautifully arranged so that there would be light, soft, warm light in that dark room. You know, the revelation of God is like a perpetual light. These bowls were provided to hold the oil for the lamps, symbolically to remind Israel of God's revelation. All this was made of pure gold, beaten work, very carefully fashioned with the flowers, the buds, and the bowls. It was carefully designed so that everything was in harmony. Then the light could shine in the darkness of the tabernacle as a symbol of God's presence. And then there's a final detail as it relates to the lampstand, the bearing. In the third detail, we see the intent or the purpose of the lamp. The light was to penetrate the darkness and beyond it, as verse 37 tells us, and they shall light the lamps thereof, that they may give light beyond it. A talent of pure gold shall he make it. Now this has been calculated to be somewhere between 75 and 100 pounds of pure gold, or 1,200 ounces. It was very valuable, very precious. It was a treasured lampstand. And it was to give light in that dark room where no daylight could ever penetrate from the outside. For Israel, as a people, the light shone constantly. It was not to be allowed to go out. No other people on the face of the earth had such a light. And here a tremendous truth emerges. Light, as we said earlier, is essential for life. And the lampstand symbolizes that necessity. Israel was the keeper or the steward of the light, and God came to penetrate the darkness with the light of that lampstand. As you recall, the Shekinah glory of God rested on the mountain for six days in the sight of all the people of Israel. It looked like an enfolding fire on the top of the mountain. God came to Israel with the light of glorious revelation. There was no room for Moses to mistake God's wishes for the details to make and construct this light. That lampstand was carefully detailed for him 
with its branches, its bowls, and its bearing. It was important, and it deserved the finest attention. We say again that light is necessary for life, and here is the lampstand to give light, a perpetual light, as the glory of God's revelation gives perpetual light to the world. I leave you then with this question. Do you know where to find the light? One of my friends once asked me in a letter, Why do you always teach from a portion of the Bible? The reason is plain. This is where light can be found. This lampstand in the midst of the tabernacle, God's tent in the midst of Israel, symbolizes that light. Again, do you know where to find that light? Thanks, J. Mark, for this teaching. And thank you for being here for this teaching from God's Word. As we are going through this section of Exodus, I am so thankful for the completed work of Jesus Christ. Through Him, we have confidence to enter God's presence. He has opened for us a new and living way. No longer do we have to abide by the Old Testament standards. Hallelujah! Jesus Christ is the way. If you have questions or if you'd like a copy of today's teaching, here are a few ways you can contact us. The best way is via email. Our email is hope at heraldsofhope.org. If you don't have email, you could write to us. Our address is Hope for Today, Box 3, Breezewood, Pennsylvania, 15533. Or you can contact us on our website. Our website is heraldsofhope.org. Again, the website is heraldsofhope.org. Thanks so much for being with us. We look forward to next week and hope you will join us for more lessons from Exodus. I will finish with a verse from Hebrews 9 about Christ's finished work. But when Christ appeared as a high priest of the good things that have come, he entered once and for all into the holy place, not by means of the blood of goats and calves, but by means of his own blood, thus securing an eternal redemption 